It's time to light it up. My name is Matt Hallisey, and welcome to the Sales Cheat Code Podcast, the only sales podcast where we learn how to effortlessly land more clients than you can handle by doing the exact opposite of what we were taught to do. How do we do this? By not provoking people to give us objections, because what we're doing reminds them of all the other pushy salespeople they've had try to sell them using the same tired tactics that they learn from mainstream sales trainers. Instead, we introduce you to the sales cheat code, the instinctive reactions deeply programmed inside all of us that make people automatically want to buy from us. The crazy thing is, you don't need to have any talent or experience to enjoy these results. You just have to know the cheat code. Man, it's been a couple crazy weeks. Take a hiatus from recording new episodes and look what happened. So I guess we're not going to be stopping recording episodes from now on. So what are we doing in sales? That's the big question. You have people sitting at home, businesses closed, social distancing, offices cleared out, nobody's taking each other to lunch, nobody's going on an airplane, sports are shut down. Well, what do you do? I'm an optimist, so I'm not going to sit here and harp and say it's the end of the world or everything's going to go to pot because I think there's some tremendous opportunities, and that's going to be the focus of our episode today. So sit down, strap yourself down. I know you're at home. Well, if you're in most of the country, you're at home, and we're going to talk about how to pivot in the age of COVID and not just to make it through, but how to be one of the winners, how to actually thrive through this process. You see, whenever there's a time of uncertainty like this, especially when it's a really rough time, this is when people make the money. The people that are rich, this is when they become rich. And the people that become poor, this is when they become poor. This is, in a sense, if you've ever played the card game War, where you kind of, the amount that you bet goes through the roof, whatever you do is going to be done at a grander scale than is normally possible. So if you're going to move up the social ladder, you're going to move up faster and quicker now than you had in the past. And unfortunately for people, if they're gonna be moving down the social ladder economically, then they're gonna move down very fast. So I'm more engaged in really trying to move up. So I'll give you a good example. I live here in California and for the longest time, you look at the home prices and you think there's no way in the world that you're gonna be able to afford a house. And then something really crazy happened and it doesn't seem like they tied in at all, but we had the BP oil spill. And so at the time, I I went home, I turned on one of the business channels, and they were just marveling at the fact that BP had dropped from $62 a share to $27 a share. So I thought that was pretty crazy. You know, it's a big household name, massive multinational company. So I went to their financial statement, and I found out that they had $21 billion in currents. And so what that means is it's just checkbook money. And then I realized they had no debt. So I thought, wow, this, this company is bulletproof. I mean, it's judgment-proof. So I threw every penny that I owned that I could free up, and I bought BP stock. I got it at 29 and about six months later, I sold it at 55 And that was a down payment on a house that I thought was never coming. And so now there's opportunities to do the same thing, whether you're buying at the low of the stock market or your wholesaling toilet paper. It could be any number of things. But for people listening to this 
podcast, we're going to talk about how to pivot and become one of the winners in the market so that when we're in a post-COVID phase, that you're going to be able to have a larger market share, better numbers, better trust, better goodwill, and have a more financially lucrative life. So with that being said, let's get started. So before COVID, if you wanted to describe kind of what our environment was like, it's pretty simple. I mean, your job was relatively secure. I mean, obviously, it depends on the company and how well you perform. But I mean, if you were going to get fired, you'd see it coming a mile away. And if you're going to get promoted, you'll see it coming generally. And there's not a really a whole lot of surprises. The, the future was somewhat predictable. You could feel okay planning long term. So you could work toward buying a house or, or buying an, a car and having the payments go out a little bit longer. You could do things like you always have. You could have season tickets to a sporting event. You could do any number of things. You could go on vacations or cruises, which I don't think anybody's going to be doing for a while. Businesses used what they called just-in-time inventory, which meant they didn't have a warehouse full of supplies waiting for somebody to order them, but rather they didn't have a warehouse at all, really. And they waited for you to place the order, and then they would transmit that order to their supplier who was relatively nearby, and they would fulfill it. So the idea was to reduce the cost of goods sold. And that's really the problem that happened with grocery stores and toilet paper is that they basically only had a supply chain to manage a certain amount of inventory. But when everybody went to the store looking for toilet paper, it was sold out. That's going to change. You're going to see a lot of businesses you know, look to do things completely different. Also at the time, preppers were mocked by certain people. Oh, they're doomsdayers. They're crazy. Why are you hoarding all of this stuff? But they don't look so bad now. Corporations and companies had large headcounts. They wanted to grow the company quickly. They wanted to scale it quickly. But I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. They're learning to do things. Ironically, they're learning to do things more with less. We had a sharing economy, which I, I'm still trying to figure out where that is going, but it really wasn't a big deal to go on a vacation and instead of going to a hotel, to stay in somebody's house, some stranger you've never met, to use an Uber or a Lyft, to go in a car of somebody you've never met before. And at the time, we had relatively hands-off government. I mean, more or less. It depends on what state you're in and, and where you're at. But after COVID hit, things changed. I mean, your job could be gone any day now future could change in a mere days, sometimes in a day. At the time of this recording, they just had another 6 million people lose their jobs in a week. So we're now up to 22 million people losing their jobs in a mere four weeks, which is just insane. No one feels okay planning long term. In fact, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were looking at flights to Europe for next year and they're, they're really cheap because, well, I don't really think there's a whole lot of tickets being sold for next year. So on the bright side, it's good. If, you, if you're willing to, to commit to a certain date, then you're going to get one killer airfare to go to Europe for sure. Now you have to do things differently. Now that could mean any number of things, but we just can't do things the same way. We have to look at how we are going to be doing things differently. And you always hear people saying, this is the new normal or that's the new normal. And that's kind of what they're talking about. Businesses are going to need contingency plans. So they're going to have to adjust their supply chain, adjust redundancies, and basically make sure that they can operate when you have such a black swan event that we're going through right now. People that mocked preppers, they wish they were preppers. 
I went to a gun store near my house and I was talking to the guy and I asked him how many people came in were first time gun buyers. He said about 75%. He said a lot of people coming in were on the more liberal side and I'm not getting into politics and they had no idea about the process. They, they thought they could walk in, swipe a credit card and walk out with a rifle. It doesn't work that way in California. There's a 10 day waiting period. But you look at people that were always anti-gun and now they're the first people realizing that they don't want to stay at home and not be not be prepared or protected from people who get desperate because their life completely fell apart. Businesses are also going to need leaner headcounts. Now, what I mean by that is let's say you're and I used to be I used to be an upper level management in a Fortune 500 company. And I can tell you that let's say you had a business that had 2000 people in it. Well, first of all, they'd never let anybody telework because there's no reason to offer that to pretty much most people. But now that they have, and they, in order to survive, they have to do it, that beta test is there. And so they're going to realize, they're really, and I was telling this to a friend of mine the other day, it's like you have the people that work in their company, and you can just, and I'm looking at it as an executive, you break them into three groups. You have your stars, in which case they can ask for anything. They can work from home, and you're going to tell them yes because, you know, you don't, you trust them, first of all, but you really want to make sure that those people are happy and don't leave. Secondly, you have the middle of the pack, and that's kind of a mixed bag. But then you have people that are not the performers, the people when you, you they were teleworking and their production went down. Or they're people that you just wanted some plausible reason to get rid of them to begin with. And they're going to let them go regardless. And they're going to realize that with all the people that lost their job, the talent pool is going to be insane. And so it's going to be very difficult to get a position because you're going to be competing with, oh my gosh, four, five, six, seven, eight times as many applicants as you had before. And businesses will have gotten used to doing more with less, which is the irony because that's what they used to tell us. But those headcounts are going to go down. Uh, the sharing economy is in deep, deep trouble. And I'm not sure what Uber, Lyft, and Airbnb are going to do, but boy, they're going to have to scramble. Uh, people, people are going to rethink things like WeWork and meetups. To go into a place where you're sharing office space with a whole bunch of strangers that you know nothing about and you're hoping to God they're not having some massively communicable deadly disease, that's going to worry people. And at the same time, walking into a, meeting, a meetup group where you're with 20 other people in close proximity, people are going to think twice about that. And in the end, and this is interesting, we're at a, an interesting pivot point right now is people are willing to start giving up their rights, but, but it's actually pivoting right now because people are actually starting to protest against their government. And there's only so much of arbitrary, and I'm going to get a little bit libertarian on here, but there's only so much arbitrary and tyrannical commands that governors give, like they're going to tell a church that you can't have people in your church. I thought there was separation of church and state, and I'm being sarcastic. Well, I guess it's only separation when the times are right, but when the government wants to tell a church what to do, they can do that, but a church can't tell the government what to do. I mean, come on, please. Like, I, I'm not Catholic, but I grew up Catholic, and you're really going to tell somebody, the government's going to tell a Catholic that they can't go in and get communion, that they can't go in to the sacrament of confession? Are you kidding me? Are you going to tell... Uh, a Pentecostal preacher that he's not allowed to lay hands on somebody and, and to heal the sick when the Bible tells you exactly that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you're going to see things change in a heartbeat. So it's interesting to see which way it's going to go, but some people are willing to give up their rights for safety, but when the government doesn't know how to do what they're doing, 
you're going to realize that that's a really stupid bargain to make. But we'll see what happens. So anyway, off my soapbox. There's going to be winners and losers in this crisis as well. And you want to make sure that you're on the winning side. Now, the only comparison that we have for a crisis like this that really anybody can relate to, and for the most part, it's the most closely close parallel that we can come up with, is the recession of 2008. Now, looking back on that, there, was, there were people that were losers in the recession, and there were people that were winners in the recession. Okay, So what the losers did in the recession, there's a simple pattern that really defined what caused people to be long-term losers at the end of the recession. I don't mean they're losers like, ah, you're a loser, but they, they lost. They lost the game, and they never came back. Number one, they didn't know what to do or how to pivot. They had no clue what to do. They were on a ship without a sail, and they just they were aimless. Secondarily, they didn't have dry powder. And what I mean by that is they didn't have cash on hand. They didn't give themselves the ability or the flexibility to pivot. And so when a black swan event hit that they didn't really know, they didn't have the ability to pivot. They had no flexibility whatsoever. They basically poured all their chips on the previous hand, and they had no ability to adjust their bet use a poker term. Um, they were pessimistic about the future. They saw something bad happen and they thought the sky was falling. So they ended up taking their ball and going home. They either quit or kind of burrowed themselves in a corner and really stopped trying as much. And, and as a result, they stopped advertising. So when they stop advertising, you're going to stop getting revenue. When you stop getting revenue, your business is in trouble. They also ignored the massive market shift, and they, and they really didn't try to understand what was happening and why it was happening. So not adjusting at that point, or even more so not being willing to adjust, is never going to be helpful when you get that type of black swan event. And at the same time, lastly, they had the same messaging. So literally, the world crumbled underneath people's feet, and they kept pushing out their same messaging. And that's never going to work because people are acting and reacting the same or a very different way, rather. So whereas you look at people that were winners in the last recession, and, and if you're going to be a winner through this COVID thing, and people will be massive winners through this black swan event, they're going to be optimistic that they can prosper through the crisis. They're going to know if they know nothing, they know that they're going to win the game. They don't know how or what's going to happen, but they know they're going to figure it out somehow. They proactively get ahead of the curve. So it's not about flattening the curve. It's about getting ahead of the curve. It's about being the first person to come up with an idea that will solve somebody's problem. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. They're also going to look for ways to profit from the new circumstances. So I have a friend of mine, and he, he basically he has a, um, a clothing line. And so what he did is he pivoted and he basically started creating masks, but he didn't just do masks. And, but he did something that I haven't seen anybody do yet. And I'm really kind of surprised on this is he, he basically sold masks because one, people couldn't find them. So he solved that problem for them. But two, he basically, he put his company's logo on the front of the mask. So when people are walking around in public, they're advertising his company all day long. So that's an example of a, of a great way to profit from these new circumstances. They also redeployed their resources accordingly. So you want to make sure that you're spending your time and your money, and those are both key resources, to the best advantage on how to profit from what we're going through. These people 
take advantage of cheaper and less cluttered advertising. You know, when people stop advertising, especially online, the bidding for the advertising goes down. So your cost per acquisition or your cost per click just plummets. And at the same time, your competition, your competition is not there. So you have a message and there's no competitors. So it's an opportunity. I mean, if I had offered this, if I told you that you could do that six months ago, you'd think, no way, that's impossible. That's a pipe dream. But right now, that is standard operating procedure right now. I mean, it's crazy as the media, the different media companies are getting their, their audience sizes through the roof, but their advertising is going to put a lot of them out of business because no one is advertising. I mean, who's advertising for a movie? Who's advertising about a sporting event? Who's advertising about traveling to Las Vegas? Who's advertising about vacation rentals, about Trivago, about any of that? Nobody is. So you have an advantage to, if, by identifying your message and pivoting, to be literally the only person out there is communicating a message about your product category. And as a result, these people pivot their messaging to these new circumstances. Now, the question is, what are you going to do to pivot and survive? You know, if you're, if you're like my friend who made, who went from a clothing line and started making masks with this company's logo on it, a great, great example of how to do that. Now, like I said before, I'm an optimist, so I'm always going to look for the bright side of things. And as such, there is a massive silver lining. Right now, people are desperate. Well, for a lot of things, for sure. But they're desperate for a thought leader like you to really take away their uncertainty, to let them know what's going to happen, and more than anything, to fix their urgent problem. And this is the thing is their urgent problem is very different than the problem they had four months ago. An example, one of the things that I quickly realized is that the messaging that I had before was just not going to work. So ideally, I was trying to appeal to people who wanted to be better at sales, about making more money, having a better lifestyle, and appealing to that, that self-improvement, that financially developing motive that people would want to have. They want to have a nicer car. They want to have a, finally get a house or, or do something like that. But all of a sudden, when their job's on the line, man, they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking about a nicer car or buying a house. They're just thinking about keeping their job. And so the urgent problem is exactly that. So how do you help people keep their job? And so I actually came out with a program where we do exactly that. I'm going to show you how to quickly build business within a couple weeks so that you can basically be so invaluable to your boss that when he's coming up with a layoff list, and they do, they have to, they're going to be asked for a layoff list soon in the next probably month or two that you can make sure that you're not on that list. So my messaging changed 100%. Everything that I did two months ago, I'm not doing now. But it has to be something totally different. So doing that, if I'm the only person out there who's offering that solution, I, I imagine the, the results I have and the interest is probably going to be a lot higher than it would be if I did it the other way. And like we said before, people are looking for someone to take away their uncertainty. If you look at the market right now, the stock market, I mean, they don't know what's going to happen. It just goes up and down, and it's like a jagged knife going up and down by crazy numbers. And people don't really don't know how to handle it. It's like normally they'll look at, in the market, they'll look at earnings reports and P.E. ratios and, and all these different metrics to judge whether they're going to buy a stock. And those are just completely a waste of time right now because we're on a different planet. You know, people are looking to find out, is their job safe? Is their company going to be around? Am I going to get my hours cut? Am I going to be unemployed? Am I going to have to stand in line with 
millions of other people in a massive unemployment line only to have the economy reopen and have to compete with that same horde of humanity for a new job that may not pay as much. So there's going to be a big sense of uncertainty. So if we can solve that sense of uncertainty and really try to see things three to four miles down the road, people are going to be absolutely hungry and thirsty for that. We talked about it before. Advertising is really cheap and uncluttered now. So if you can get your message right and develop a product or, or really develop your, your solution, your urgent solution, the solution to an urgent problem, advertising is cheap. I mean, the ability to turn a profit on an ad should not be that hard. We talked about the stock market being a flea market. And, if you go, and one of the things that I am really good at, I'm not necessarily good at in a regular market, but when the market goes down, I'm really good at being able to identify the long-term winners and to make a lot of money. The last time this happened in 2008 as a result of, actually, no, as a result of the BP oil spill, I was able to basically parlay that into a $600,000 gain. And I'm planning on doing something, maybe not that high now, but it's going to be definitely six figures for sure. So on the YouTube channel, if you haven't been to my YouTube channel, the sales cheat, the sales cheat code, I do a daily diary where I walk you through exactly what I'm doing. And again, I'm not a registered investment advisor. I'm just going to give that that um, disclaimer right now. But I walk you through my thought process and I show you exactly the stocks that I buy, what I'm looking at, what my strategies are, and I show you my results. So I show you the gains and any losses that I have. And right now, there aren't really any losses. I mean, it's a pretty massive gain right now. So if you haven't subscribed or checked out that channel, make sure you do that. The information on that will be in the show notes. Uh, if you're looking, at the same time, if you're looking to refinance, real estate loan rates have dropped. Auto loan rates have dropped. I mean, every lending has dropped because the Fed just took the rates to zero. So loan rates have never been lower. So if you want to restructure your debt, now is the perfect time to do that. And even, I haven't even tried this, but like if you had a credit card, this might be the time to call your credit card company up and ask for them to manually cut your rate. It's an opportunity that may not happen again. So it's an something that you definitely want to take advantage of if you can. And then if you are fortunate enough to be in a position to buy a car or buy real estate, maybe not now, but I think in the next three to nine months, you're going to see the prices drop based on the lack of demand. And you're going to see cars that went for probably $50,000 and you'll probably see them go for half that. You're going to see real estate, depending on the market and you know where it is in the country, you're going to see that drop as well. So there's definitely opportunity. So what can you do to take advantage of this? Well, number one, and these are specific things, you want to pause this right now if you don't have the ability to take notes or make sure you come back and take notes on this. So you want to figure out something you can do right now to solve a problem that they're having right now, a problem that they need solved right now. And when I say triage, it means this. Triage in a medical in a medical meaning means like somebody's bleeding, and if we don't stop the bleeding, they're going to bleed to death. So we need to do something right now. So if somebody has coronavirus, we need to get the we need to get their fever down. We need to clear out their lungs. We need to get you know get them to a point where they don't need a ventilator anymore. We need a quick improvement in their condition yesterday. And so you want to be able to tie whatever you're going to do for them. It could be it could be coaching, it could be anything that you can do. It could be creating a product, um, anything you can do to really help them in the short term 
because they're looking for anything, anything at all that's going to help them tread water and survive longer. So if you can do that, trust me, there's not going to be any objections at all. They're going to clamor for it. You also want to be the first mover and get ahead of your competition. And I said before, you don't want to, we're not looking at flattening the curve. We're looking at getting ahead of the curve. You want to be the first person in your area who kind of has a really good sense on where things are going and what life is going to be like a week from now, a month from now, three months from now, or a year from now. Get ahead of your competition and offer them the ability to get in now. So what that means is you might offer something that you're normally going to, let's say you charge somebody $1,000 for, you might charge them $200 for it right now, but it's an opportunity to get into it now. So I have a, I have a guy that I know who has a YouTube channel and he normally talks about using video marketing for, you know, to, to basically get your business launched profitably. And I went to his site and he's not doing that now. He's actually showing how to book travel and how cheap travel is if you're booking a year out so for example if you're if you want to go on a cruise next year i mean they're giving away cruise tickets pretty much so if you want to basically have a good bet that in 2021 that the cruises will be fine in in the summer boy you'll get it for almost nothing so that's what the cruise lines are doing airfare is the same way i mean if you're willing to buy a ticket for let's say thanksgiving where it's a crazy weekend to fly on I bet right now you could probably get them for, for nothing. And you could probably fly first class for the same amount of money. So really what you want to do is you want to be able to communicate to people and reimagine what the new normal is going to be and give them the ability to get in on something now. And at the same time, be able to communicate the fact that this is a very, very scarce resource you're providing that they need to get ahead of it um, and to basically just move on it right now. Uh, a big one you need to do is you need to empathize with people's pain. Not just understanding it, but feeling it. So what would it be like if you, I mean, if you lost your job? What would it be like if you had to come home and tell your wife that you lost your job? And there was panic in the household. I mean, my next-door neighbor, this is what helped me. My next-door neighbor... So it helps me at least understand this better. He's a caterer. I mean, that was one of the first people that were let go. And on top of that, they just bought a Range Rover. So I can't even imagine the stress of finances in that household. So you really need to get into their head and to understand what it's like. What's a worst case scenario? What are some of the worst, worst hit people having to go through? And just imagine what it was like to be them right now. What emotions are they feeling? What fears are, are just dominating their mind? How little sleep are they getting on a daily basis? I mean, people are scared and nervous. And you need to be able to fully understand what they're feeling to be able to move forward on this. And once you've done that, it's really important to, to enrich your client relationships. So take the people that are currently your on your mailing list or people that have bought from you, and you need to add value to them immediately whether it's giving away free intellectual property, free coaching, finding a need they have and just offering something like that. But you need to basically be there more often than you've ever been for your clients. And even better, you want to add value by helping people for free wherever you can and to do it routinely. So if you have a product for sale, that's fine. That's not really what we're talking about. But if you can offer something to somebody for free, you need to do it and you need to do it as often as possible. 
In the end, this right here, this moment right now is the people that is the moment when people will always see and remember your goodwill. And you see it in your life. There are people right now that are are willing to forget about their balance sheet and just help people. And those are the people when this is all said and done are going to have such massive goodwill that marketing is going to be super, super easy for them. So in the end, think about this as you go forward and message me. I'd love to hear what your answers to these are. What triage solution could you provide to people? What can you do to retain your current customers and enhance your relationship with them? What scares the crap out of them? How do you empathize or how can you empathize with their pain? What specific, talk about it, write it down. What is it like if you had to live inside the mind of somebody who's getting destroyed? Maybe that's you. Maybe you're the person who just is panicking right now. Well, there's a solution out there. And, and if, if you're going through it, then boy, you're the first person that could empathize with their pain. But empathizing with your customer's pain and offering them a solution on something that they never thought of before. I went to the bank today. I just thought about this. And they have now these massive glass screen guards over all the teller windows. And they weren't there before. But I, get to, I bet you some glass company went to, knocked on all these banks and basically said, I can build you some screen guards so that your tellers feel safe. And it went all the way down just almost to the counter. You could, there's just barely this small little sliver at the bottom where you could slide in you know, a check or cash or whatever it is um, that goes back and forth. That window company probably isn't doing a whole lot of business otherwise, but I, I guarantee you they probably knocked on some doors to some banks and said, hey, we can provide some custom window guards for the safeguarding of your employees. And the last thing is what can you offer for free? And we're not used to asking that. I don't think I've ever talked about that. But right now you need to think about whatever you can do for free. Now, specifically, one of the things that I'm doing right now, and I'm about to release it to my mailing list, is I'm doing basically a a boot camp in a sense. It's a three-day workshop on how to how to ramp up how to ramp up and get more customers than you've ever had. And the idea is you want to be invaluable to your boss because he's going to be asked for layoff lists. And the one thing I can tell you having been in that situation is that he's going to have a list of people. Some of them might be low performers, but some of them might be people that just he didn't like working with. And now he has a plausible deniability to let him go. But these same people, and they're not going to tell you this, they also have an exemplist. They have a list of people that no matter what their boss says, they will never, ever okay a layoff. And if it means they have to go into their boss's office and fight it out, then so be it. They're going to do it. So anyway, this program is a three-day training coaching session. It's a workshop on how to basically get more, cli- more customers in a matter of a couple weeks so that you can get your boss's attention, beca- quickly become invaluable to him, and have your job protected and be immune from the coming wave of layoffs that's happening in the next month or two. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing that for free. I'm also on my website. I'm walking people through that stock diary where I'm showing them exactly what I'm going to do to pull in a six-figure return on this stock market, this flea market that we see in the stock market right now. And I, and I could easily charge for that, but I'm not. I, I want people to see what they're doing, what I'm doing, and I want them to be able to have the confidence to know that they could probably do the same thing themselves. So give some thought to it. Answer these questions for yourself. And if you have any questions for me, definitely reach out to me. 
you have an opportunity right now to, to pivot and to create a massive wealth increase in your own life through this opportunity. But to do that, we need to chuck everything out the window that we've done so far, and we need to pivot into this new world. Thank you for joining us today on the Sales Cheat Code Podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to improve the trajectory of your life, not just in sales, but in every area of your life. The path to your new destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of your competition because you've discovered the cheat code to sales and to finally take control of your life and claim your new destiny. Now it's time to cash in. To head over to thesalescheatcode.com slash podcast and get started by claiming the killer goodies that I've set aside exclusively for you as a thank you for being a new listener. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to our email list and our YouTube channel so you get our most cutting edge sales cheats sent to you as soon as they're released. Don't wait, do it right now. I can't wait to meet up with you for our next episode and I'll talk to you soon.